Hey guys, so I have a quick question for you. Have you heard of Anchor? It's a free app that makes it super easy to start your own podcast. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so they can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So go and download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello. Hi. Welcome to So You Think You're Iconic, the movie podcast where we don't want to pay our student loans. Yes. Uh, we don't want Joe Byron to take us out to dinner. No. No, no, no. Don't take me out to dinner, baby. Um, cancel my debt. Yes. I, please, 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 please. Yes, please. Like, I can, I can, I can buy my own dinner. Just take away that. Please and yeah. thank you. Um, also, it's, it's, it's been raining. It started raining yesterday. Mm-hmm super cold freezing yeah it's <laughs> I, I it's it's been a hot minute since i've been this cold and it says it's only it says it's 52 degrees they're lying it's colder i i know it is you need to look at the feels like not be what it actually says oh okay that makes sense because i was like i went to school in san francisco 50s was like <laughs> normal i'm cold oh let's see feels like 47 okay yeah see much better because i was like it's cold like my heater is on like 70 and i'm cold yikes so yeah um how was your week kelly it's pretty good um work was the same uh i saw my auntie and my grandma for lunch today really nice fun um i had pasta i love pasta so i'm a pasta whore so yeah yeah i was all over that um traffic sucked it was an absolute nightmare yeah so people and actually both both directions like going and coming back it was terrible people in california don't know how to drive in the rain and i can't explain why yeah there's like a cognitive disconnect there that I can't Weird. explain to anyone who does not live in California. Yeah, it's very strange. Yeah. It's like any other time it's fine, but then like water starts falling from the ceiling and then all of a sudden people are like, what's going on? Right. I can't drive. Yeah. Suddenly nobody knows how to operate machinery. No, it's a mess. Um, as for me, week was pretty boring. Just yeah. stayed home, just applied to jobs. But yesterday we went ice skating. Yes. Did we go ice skating outside in the rain? Yes, we yes. did. Yes. Yes, we did. But like, it was fun, I guess. There were like children everywhere and that was a bit of a problem. But yeah, <laughs> it was fine. I mean, it, was, it was good. It was just that the children who were there... We're using those little um, 
walker looking help things. Yeah. And some children were wildin'. They were wildin'. All over the place. And they were like fucking up the ice. Yeah. It was so like clumpy and hard to skate on. Like you would almost trip anytime you tried to go anywhere. It was Mm -hmm. bad. It was nice after they brought the Zamboni out. For like two minutes. Yeah. It lasted two minutes. It was the greatest skating we did. Yeah. (laughs) And then after that, the children started using their ice picks to skate. And I was like, what's going on? Yeah. They started chiseling away the ice. But yeah, we had fun. We got some Greek food. Mm -hmm. I got a mojito. Almost choked on it, but it was good. Yeah, and the people who worked at the restaurant wanted to make sure that Jordan was very much Oh, hydrated. yes. They they wanted to make sure I was very hydrated. Um, I would take two sips from my cup, and they would immediately come behind me and refill it. Yeah. I had, like, seven glasses of water. <laughs> <laughs> we were joking that um they poured in, like, the rest of a bottle of alcohol just to like finish it out yeah and they were watching you to make sure you like didn't get drunk too quick yeah they were like let's let's water him down let's let's add a ton of meat to his food <laughs> and then let's just give him all the water we have right keep that man never let his glass get b- below like a quarter from the top yeah it it truly didn't get down from a quarter like i would take two little sips put it down all of a sudden here's some more water (laughs) it was great service they got a good tip (laughs) and then we got coffee that was great Uh we exchanged christmas gifts kelly just got me a card (laughs) shut up stop lying (laughs) She I just, got him a great gift. Okay. She got me. She got me a card. It was a beautiful card. It, it was, made him cry. No, but it was a card. <laughs> They're gonna got, think I'm a terrible. Friend. I got her such a great gift, and she gave me a card. Shut up. But yeah, that that was my week. Pretty <laughs> uneventful. I did have a job interview today, and I think it went okay. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll find out. It sounded out. like it. It's yeah. He seemed pretty impressed. I asked him a question that I thought was a would be a common question, but he was like, "I have no idea," and he had to go look for the answer. And I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> Should I really be interviewing with you? Uh... <laughs> Who's your boss? Right. I need to have a word with him. No, but it was fine. It went great. Uh, yeah, but you know what I'm ready to talk about, Kelly? What are you ready to talk about? Is this, is the name of this movie Klaus? Klaus? What is it? I've been saying Klaus. Okay, we're gonna say Klaus. Yeah. Okay. I'm fine with that. Klaus. Before we get into it, though, um, I need to find my phone because my AirPods are connecting to that instead of my laptop. Fine. Give me a minute. Okay. So, Klaus. Klaus. <laughs> because if it is Claus, I 
they say Klaus. Yeah. So, so we're just going to say it's Klaus. Also, I'm not sure if they say Jesper or Jesper. I think it's Jesper. Like, okay. Because I think near the end of the movie, the dad says like something in between like Jesper and Jesper. And I'm like, have I been saying it wrong this whole time? <laughs> okay. So we started out this movie with a voiceover from a man saying that letters aren't sent a lot anymore, but everyone remembers sending one letter to Santa. Never did it. Yeah, I was about to say, I never sent a letter to Santa. No. I always went to see Santa, but I I don't think I ever wrote him a letter. I don't think I even did that. Really? No. Okay. Um, But no one ever remembers how something like that got started. Um, But it all starts with one special blue letter. We see this letter go through like a huge letter dispensary. Is are that is that what they're called? Factory? I didn't want to say factory. I don't know. I didn't take any of this seriously. I don't know. <laughs> the um, Royal Postal Academy. No, I did not on. take that seriously. <laughs> um uh and we see that we are at the Royal Post Academy. We train to be a postman. <laughs> Um, and we watch it being hand delivered across campus to drill sarge and it's from the top with orders to dispatch one of his cadets so drill sarge goes to see um, a special little tent and gives the news to cadet johansson who is totally unconcerned with missing out on his training that is currently going on but is shocked to find a letter from the postmaster general's office um, so he, his nonchalance about everything, like totally upsets Jill Sarge. Um, and Cadet Johansson takes one last look at the place before making his way to the Postmaster General's office. In the office, the Postmaster General, who is Jasper, who's Cadet Johansson, uh, Jasper's dad, who used nepotism <laughs> yeah. to get him into the academy. Yes, he did. And then um, was shocked. That he didn't do good. Right. Like, what did you expect? He didn't want to be there, sir. Yeah. Like, he straight up told you that he did not want to be a postman. Like, respect that, I think, first of all. (laughs) And it's kind of your fault for putting him through the whole academy. And they go through his terrible performance at um, basically everything that they train you for at the academy. Um, which Jesper did on purpose to get out of the whole thing because he didn't want to be a postmaster. He tries to use some kind of weird reverse psychology with his dad to get himself himself sent back to his pretty nice privileged life. Um, But his dad has other ideas. Can you hear that? No, I can hear my rain. It's raining so hard. Yeah, I can hear mine. Just, okay, continue. (laughs) the bay area is flooding right now it's flooding (laughs) um but his dad has other plans and makes him a postmaster on a very remote island called smearinsburg and he gives him a year to handle six thousand stamped letters or he will be cut off jesper pulls one desperate act but is set on his way back in the office drill sarge asks if he's being a little harsh with jesper but his dad says that he's doing it for Jesper's own good. Wait, so Which, like he just, I didn't understand this. So yeah. he 
he he just like graduates even though he failed i guess and that's his punishment quote unquote yeah and being Mm. sent to a remote island to be a postman Mm. okay my my punishment would have been like you stay here until you're done yeah but okay because i mean he wanted out anyway yeah I mean, I know he has, like, the looming threat of, like, being broke. Yeah. But, like, still, you kind of rewarded him. Yeah. Because he's clearly not interested in training. Yeah. So make him do the training. And so now you're going to send him to go do the job of someone who should be trained. Yeah. And he does not do that job. Yeah. So you're going to let him flounder. Yeah. Weird. 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 Bad parenting. Bad parenting. Okay. So we then get a montage of Jesper traveling to Smearinsburg and sarcastically thanking his dad the entire time he makes his way there. He's like, thank you so much. Like the entire <laughs> way there. So in a snowy land, Jesper sees a small shack in a boat and goes to the ferryman who immediately thinks he's lost and gives him directions back to the main road. Jesper tells him that he's the new postman for Smearinsburg and asks him again uh, to help him get to the island. Once on the boat, Jesper sees a dead whale carcass. That's um, what that was. Yes. Because I literally put, what is that? <laughs> it's a whale. It scared me. I was yeah. like, what animal is that? <laughs> You're like, that cannot be real. That's not real. <laughs> yeah, it's a whale. I, I can't tell you what kind, but it's, it's a, a whale. a small ass whale, but okay. It's a small ass whale, bro. That thing was huge. It was small. Have you seen a whale? That was small. I don't know, man. It looked big to me. It was small. All Too right. small to be a whale. <laughs> Maybe it was a baby whale. A ba- I feel like even baby whales are bigger than that. Okay. I've been to I've been to the Monterey Bay Aquarium. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I've been to I've, C- been I've, been to, I've unfortunately been to SeaWorld. I know uh, I know what a whale looks like. <laughs> I know how big they are. I know how big they are. <laughs> and after the carcass, he sees the absolutely dismal looking town of Smearinsburg. So yeah. Jesper. And Mogens, who is the ferryman, go through the town together. And Mogan tells Jesper that the town has a very vibrant culture. <laughs> uh, and the whole time Jesper sees a lot of disturbing things before reaching the town square and sees it empty. So let's talk about this time, this town. Okay. Um, old people just doing whatever they want, like blasting music at each other. Uh-huh. Young children just running amok. Mm-hmm. People carrying dead bodies around, yes. which was fright. If I saw that, I'm leaving. I don't care mm-hmm. if I'm broke. I'm leaving. Yeah. No. And then those weird and then those weird kids with the carrots. Yeah. No. Yeah, that was weird. No, 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 no. I'm leaving. Those are serial killers in the making. In the making. Mm-hmm. Any child that can stare you in the eyes while simultaneously stabbing something? No. That's weird. Mm -mm. Get out and find those parents of the kids and be like, get them some help. 
yeah, we we should get some help. Is there a therapist on the island? Right. Obviously not. Obviously but not. We need to get one. Yeah. Maybe we can budget for one. You know, it might help. So Jesper asked Mogens about a welcome reception for him, which I don't know where he got the idea of. Yeah, where did he get that idea? Yeah, a welcome reception for a postman. For a postman? Yeah. Um, And Mogens tells him to ring the bell in the center and it will start. Jesper doesn't really believe him, but Mogens pushes him to do it. And so he does. The second the bell rings, the townspeople pile out of their homes with their weapons of choice and start to fight one another. Jesper runs around the battlefield um, until he ends up back with Mogens asking if he's having fun. Jesper then begs him to get him out of there before getting launched in the air. When he falls back down, he grabs the rope of the bell and rings it again, stopping the fighting. Everyone still stares at Jesper when a man and a woman come out from opposite sides taunting one another before noticing their kids fighting over Jesper. The man's daughter brings Jesper to him, and when Jesper tells him that he's the new postman, the whole town laughs at him. Jesper then goes on to explain who he is before the lady calls for the bell to be rung and the fighting starts again. Jesper runs away and ends up in a school looking for shelter. A woman calls to him saying that she'll be right with him. And Jesper tells her that he isn't someone to be messed with before noticing the fish that are hanging from the ceiling and the woman who shows up to the counter with another fish that she starts to cut. Yeah, he didn't notice those fish when he walked in. Like he didn't notice a smell of fish. Yeah. He just walked in and then saw a fish. He was like, oh, that's weird. And then he's affected by the smell. Yeah. Which... If you've ever been to a fish market, you can smell that like yes, a feet away, like feet away. Yeah, you fish, can tell. Fish is a smell that you will smell it before you see it. Yeah, yeah. And if he's that close to fish, he would have definitely known where he was. Yeah. Anyway, the woman figures out who he is by his uniform and tells him that Mogens tricked him into ringing the battle bell. Jesper is confused, but she tells him about the feud between the crumbs and the Ellingbows and asks him if he's going to buy something. Jesper is confused since it's a school building and finds that the woman, uh, who we find is a teacher or was a teacher. I don't know if she ever got to the teaching part. I have so many questions about that. So, (laughs) so many questions. Um, she has really changed uh, since her graduation photo, which she has on her like little blackboard. Um, and she blows up at him saying that she came to a place to teach where the parents don't send their kids to school because they don't want their kids mingling with the enemy spawn. Why didn't they just start another school? Yeah, like two separate I was, schools. I was so confused about that. I was like, why not just start it? So you just have these children just running around. Yeah. Illiterate. Your kids can't do their ABCs. Yeah. Because you want to be petty. And a lot of these kids are big. They're huge. Yeah. They they're like, like they look like they should be going to middle school sometime soon. Yeah. Like so I think the youngest I think I would say would be, I don't know, nine, ten. Yeah. It feels like. Um uh and she sells fish because she can't teach. Um and she can't get off the island. Um because 
no one wants to pay her except for when she sells fish and she's starting to save money so that she can get very far away from Smearinsburg. How, so that brings up this question. Um, mm. How was she supposed to get paid as a teacher? Yeah, who's going to pay her? Who was, who was going to pay her salary? Because she, she just heard about a job opening and like didn't ask any other questions and just moved to the city. Yeah, who put the posting up? Yeah, who put the posting up? Also, she didn't get to Smearinsburg and then immediately was like, where's the principal? And everyone's like. Yeah, or or when she got there, noticed that no one was putting their kids in school and then didn't just like immediately leave. Immediately leave, yeah. Weird. 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 And then she stayed like she didn't have enough money to get back. Maybe she was broke when she got there. I mean same (laughs) same same so mogens enters and comes to bring jesper to his new home which is a broken down shack with chickens living in it okay free meat free meat (laughs) before mogens can leave jesper freaks out for a second and tells mogens that he can stop messing with him because he thinks this is all some elaborate trick that his dad is pulling on him uh before he gets a reality check and Mogens leaves him. That night, uh, Miss Alva, who is the uh, fish keep monger, fishmonger, fishmonger teacher. Yeah, yeah fish fishmonger teacher. Yeah. Sounds like she teaches people to be fishmongers. She does. <laughs> um, puts away her earnings for the day, and we see that she's saved up quite a lot, and that but she still is- can't leave for yeah. some reason. I know, like, where is she going? Where does she want to go? That she, she needs a LA. lot of money. She wants to go to LA. <laughs> She's going to New York City. She's going to New York. Where you need 40 times your... Um, <laughs> That's ridiculous. 40 pay. times your, your uh, yearly Income. pay. Yeah. For to rent. be able to, yeah. Y'all live like that. And I can't yeah. understand that. That's insane. But, Y'all okay. voluntarily live like that. Yes. Mm. Please release yourselves from the from the like chokehold of capitalism. Please. Yes. Like I understand New York can be beautiful in certain areas and yeah. at certain times. But 40 times? That's ridiculous. I'm not paying all that money to struggle. Like uh Yeah, I have a no. cousin. I have a cousin who lives in New York City. And he has a good job, but I remember him telling me, I don't know if he's moved from his apartment, but his first apartment, his bathroom, he said um, everything was just tiled because that was the shower. So where the uh, sink was and where the toilet was, that was the shower area. And that his shower head was, you know how in a shower it's usually at the end? His was in the middle of, of like his tub area. Okay, I'm gonna have to bleep this out. The was too stunned to speak. <laughs> yeah, what? dude. What? Uh, 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 yeah. I can't even form sentences right now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah, he told me he's like literally. He's like, yeah. He's like, you know where your shower head's supposed to be? Like over here. It's right in the middle. So it's really awkward to take showers. I'm why? Like, why would anyone pay to live like that? Right. And this man makes good money. He's a very smart man. And I'm like, I'm thinking you could get a, a greater apartment if you just moved to San Francisco. 
or literally anywhere else. Or literally anywhere else. Literally anywhere else. Like, man, bruh. The only... It's not worth it. (laughs) The only upside of living in New York City is, like, the walkability of the city. That's it. I guess, yeah. Other but than there's that, trash everywhere you go. Yeah, y'all need to come on. Y'all need to rework your brains. Please go to literally any other city. And I'm sure you can do the exact same stuff you can do in New York City. Just cheaper. Yeah. There's something in that New York water that like brainwashes people. It, uh, has to be parasites. Uh-huh. Has to be. Maybe it's all the dead. <laughs> maybe it's all the dead bodies in the Hudson. Uh, who knows? <laughs> I swear, if we do get mutants in the future, they're going to come from the Hudson they're, River. They're coming from the Hudson River. Yeah, somebody's going to accidentally inhale some water or they're going to fall into it and they're going to come out mutant. And I'm like, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, a dumb, a dumb <laughs> girl from like Illinois is going to go down to New York, uh, make some friends, go on a boat, and then think it's okay to swim in the Hudson River. Yeah, did gonna... somebody actually do that? Yes, they did. Gross. Yeah, that's what and... I'm she's gonna accidentally ingest some of that water and then we're gonna have a zombie outbreak and it's gonna be all bad yeah moral of the story don't go to new york city unless you're visiting yeah even then and don't go near the hudson don't do (laughs) that at all no don't do that it's gross it's gross i think we said it (laughs) before but don't do it yeah no (laughs) so jesper makes it through the night but the morning is barely. totally breaking. Yeah, barely. He's covered in snow, by the way, which but he should have died. <laughs> he also did not go under his covers. He was on top of the covers. And I was like, go at least go yeah, under the covers. But I mean, they were bare. It's a bed sheet, dude. It's <laughs> something. Of- yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, and he wars with himself of leaving or staying before resolving himself to go look for letters for the day. Out in the town, he checks mailboxes and comes up with nothing and decides to go to ask people directly and sees more fighting between the crumbs and the Ellingbows. He ends up with Mogans and Jesper finds that no one in town sends letters because they communicate by fighting with one another. A piece of paper then hits Jesper in the face and it's from a child whose drawing flew out of his window. Jesper tries to trick the kid into sending his letter back to him (laughs) through the postal system. He's like, yeah, just give me a penny and I'll mail it back to you. Right. And And the kid's like, kid's like, you're right there. Just just leave it. He's like, just put it in the mailbox. Jesper's really out here, like down bad to like trick a kid. He is struggling. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he stops when he sees the kid's dad and he sends his dogs to chase Jesper away. Those were not dogs. I don't know what those were. Yeah. Those were not dogs. Those were like tiny demons. They looked like giant rats. Yeah. They were thin. Yeah. And they had huge teeth. Yeah, it was scary. That's a New York rat. New York rats. <laughs> yes. Y'all be show- like taking TikToks of like rats fighting in the subway for a piece of pizza and it just (laughs) (laughs) i die a little bit inside for you guys (laughs) so that night chesper looks at the map of smearinsburg and gives himself two weeks and he'll be out two weeks then passed 
And Jasper is depressed because he has gotten zero letters during that time. When Mogens comes by to pick up all the outgoing mail from him. While Mogens is talking to him, Jasper sees a house on the far side of the island that belongs to the woodsman that he hasn't visited yet. Jasper then goes to see him in the middle of the woods. And when he comes up to the house, he finds it empty. He then goes to the back of the house and enters one of the buildings looking for someone. When the wind closes the door and fallen icicles keep him locked in. Jasper then finds a lamp and looks around and finds a bunch of toys and then a window, which he tries to open. Then he sees a large person with an ax and he falls back scared, causing one of the toys to start making noise. It catches the person's attention and Jasper tries to hide it, but is caught. Um, and when he sees the woodsman, he runs off scared. He leaves his satchel in a rush and the woodsman picks it up and puts it in a pile. When the letter from earlier drops out and a gust of wind brings it to the woodsman. He then picks it up and finds the picture of a sad child in his house. Jesper has made it home and has packed up uh, his stuff, having had enough, and rides his way through the night to the dock, but he finds the woodsman in his way. Jesper tries to stop and lands in front of him and is scared before the woodsman shows him the drawing and asks where the house is and has Jesper show him where it is. At the house, the woodsman hands him a package and tells him to deliver it. I, I say tells him, but he doesn't really speak. He doesn't speak. Yeah. It's, <laughs> He's, it's, he speaks for like 10% of this movie. It's very creepy. Yeah. It really sells the uh, woodsman will kill you with an ax in the middle of the woods stereotype. Yeah. Yeah. Please yeah. speak. Well, I, <laughs> just just tell me what you want. Yeah. Like grunt at me. It, like at the least. So oh, I at no, least don't know. grunt at me. That would scare me even more. <laughs> I'm not speaking at all. <laughs> he just hands you a package. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe not. <laughs> Um, it doesn't fit in the mailbox and the woodsman comes to him and implies he needs it to take it to the house. The woodsman then bends open the bars of the gate and places Jesper in the yard and closes it. Um, and the yard is covered in bear traps and the two guard dogs slash rats from earlier. <laughs> <laughs> if people just join now, they're going to be so confused. Um, the rats notice him <laughs> And start to run to him. And Jesper uh, pleads with the woodsman to get him out of there. The woodsman doesn't do anything until he notices a board under Jesper that when he steps on it, launches Jesper in the air and down the chimney of the house. The noise is heard and the dad from earlier goes to investigate with his gun. Jesper freaks out and forgets the package, trying to leave through the heavily locked front door. Okay, they live in the hood because he had so many deadlocks. Yeah. Like, he had deadlocks on deadlocks on deadlocks. Yeah, I covered the top of his door to maybe, like, the bottom half. Yeah, it was bad. This man said, no one's getting in my house. Not alive. Yeah, <laughs> and, if they are, and if they are, they can get shot by my shotgun. So, he gets the door open and is snatched to the side by the woodsman before he is shot. I feel like I was, I, like, when I watched that for the first time, I feel like I was watching one of those, like, um... Like cops episodes or whatever. <laughs> like you get the door open and then immediately have to go to the side because like shots are ringing out. 
I cannot bring myself to watch Cops. Every, I think I think I I've seen like Co- may, maybe one episode of Cops. Really? And I was so embarrassed for the people. I was like, I can't watch this. <laughs> I think I watched Cops like actually like episodes. I think a couple of times when we went to our local Walmart and we had to stay because we went to their auto center and my mom had to get her car fixed. It was a long time ago. And like we had to wait in the waiting room and all they had on TV was cops. So that's what I watched for like the afternoon. Oh my gosh. Which is episode of episode of cops. Yeah, I don't like wa- I don't like watching uh, people get arrested and then yeah. on top of getting arrested being humiliated by yeah. having their arrest on TV. Yeah. I I don't know why people enjoy that. It's not enjoyable to me. Is cops still going on? I hope not. I thought it got canceled because of like Black Lives Matter thingy and then it like got re brought on because like all of that was very like performative. Oh well <laughs> yeah cancel cops again. <laughs> cancel cops again, please. <laughs> Okay. And if you enjoy watching cops, ask yourself why. Yeah. Please, please reflect on that. Mm-hmm. Because there's no good reason of why no. you should like watching cops. Yeah. Do a little self-evaluation and then maybe talk to a therapist. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> why do you like watching people be embarrassed right. when they're at their lowest moment? That's right. kind of psychopathic. Yeah, that's a big power trip you're playing with yourself yeah as if you couldn't act as if there are a million laws that you have no idea what they're about that you could be breaking at any moment in time and could just get yanked out of your house by a police officer and filmed for tv right for your neighbor's enjoyment because if you're enjoying it probably your neighbors are too and you're in a weird community that enjoys watching cops together yes so reflect on that yes Think about it just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Anyway. <laughs> um, uh, the dad goes through the door looking for him. And Jasper says that he did what he wanted. And uh, he wants to get away now. Uh, the woodsman has Jasper kind of like in a, not a chokehold, but he has like his mouth covered. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he stops at the window and he notices the kid finding the package. And they both watch as he unwraps the present and plays with his wooden jumping frog and having fun. The woodsman is. I want to know the mechanics of that. How? Right. How did did that work? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what kind of gears or whatever, because it was kind of small. It was small and it was made out of wood. So, yeah. Anybody know how that works? Let me know. Yeah, it shouldn't have been that sophisticated. No. Also, it was very creepy that they were staring at this child for a prolonged amount of time. I mean, they were enjoying the, the scene of joy. It was weird. Okay. <laughs> um, so the woodsman is moved by the scene and lets go of Jasper and he runs away. The kid then notices something in the window and is scared. Which I also would be scared if like a seven foot bulky man was at my window. See, it's weird. See, it's weird. <laughs> he goes to the front door and finds his drawing on the floor. The next day, Jesper is holed up in his shack when there's a knocking at his door and he thinks it's the woodsman coming to get him. But it's three girls who had heard from their cousin 
the little boy from last night, that if they sent a letter to Mr. Claus or Klaus, 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 um, he would give them a toy. How do they know that? That's what I was going to say. How do that they know? always bothered me a little How do they bit. know who gave them the toy and how he got the toy? It didn't make sense to me. Right. Like, I understand him kind of being like, oh, my drawing came back and technically it was a letter. It wasn't, but okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. He didn't but... ask for a single fucking thing. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> and he didn't give him a penny to get it stamped. Yeah. So it's not a letter. Yeah. I just want to know how they knew it was Mr. Klaus. I do too. Also, me saying Klaus just makes me think of uh, Vampire Diary. That's why I think I didn't want to say Klaus. Uh, you and anyway. I, you and I are two very different people. I yes. think of Klaus, and I think of the fish from American Dad. <laughs> yeah, two different responses. Um, uh, renewed. Jesper baits the kids to send letters to Mister Klaus for new toys. He shows the kids how to send the letter, and even. Uh, makes little packages of pieces of paper with pencils to get them to do it. Because it seems like there's no writing utensils or paper on this island. No, and he's acting like a drug dealer. Like he's like secret, he really is. He's like secretly taking their like letters. Yeah. He, he met one kid under like a bridge. Yeah, that was weird. And like took a letter from him. I'm like, bro. Yeah, it was creepy. Yeah, like there's already sketch stuff going on here. You don't. Yeah, there's. Add yeah, to you're it. already. You're already having this man break into people's houses, right? To give their children gifts. It's weird. It is. Don't add to the sketch, bro. No. Just do better. Um. So after getting a few letters, he makes his way back to Klaus's house. Once there, he finds him cutting wood, and he's a little scared of him but tells him that the kids started writing letters to him for toys and that his barn full of toys could be used um, for the kids. Um, the whole time Klaus is making another birdhouse for the native birds that are like in his backyard. And it looks so, like he hands him a noose at one point. There, oh, that was weird. Um, there were so many birdhouses. Mm -hmm. so, there's no way that many birds need food. Yeah. He 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 needed a max of ten. He didn't need the yeah. like hundreds. It seemed that he had, or he could have just made like I don't know, like a bird, like one of those pigeon coop things. Yeah, he could have. He could have instead of like a like birdhouse after birdhouse after birdhouse. Yeah, it seems a little <laughs> inefficient. Yeah, kind of does. Also but, like, wasteful. He has nothing else to do. So like, true. I'm not gonna rag on him for that. Yeah. Um, Klaus tells him to go away, but Jesper goes after him, telling him that the kids need him when the same mysterious wind from earlier goes around Jesper as he still goes on about the kids. When Jesper notices Klaus staring, he turns and the wind dies down. After a moment, Klaus agrees and says they'll meet again at the same time that night. Jesper says he can do it now, but Klaus wants to go with him, and that's the end of the conversation. The kid that got the first present is playing with it in his yard and when it goes out of his yard an Ellingbow girl finds it the kid's dad then hears children laughing and when he goes to investigate finds his kid playing with an Ellingbow girl and he and the girl's mother are horrified and tear them apart 
That night, the man goes to the Crumb Clan matriarch, Tammy, which, what a name. Yeah, Tammy. <laughs> Tammy. Okay. And tells her what happened while the mother of the Ellingbow girl does the same to their patriarch, Axel. Both parties are shocked and explain to the children that they are supposed to be enemies through their long history of hating one another. Okay. Seemingly without a reason. What? That's what I was about to say. So, <laughs> so they are so upset that these children were playing with each other, uh-huh. but didn't even have a reason why. Mm-hmm. I was so confused. I was like, oh, we're going to learn this like long torrid history between these two families. And mm-hmm. they were like, it's just been that way. Yeah. And, like, we, and we want to keep it that way. And I'm like, right, what? Right. We're just haters. Yeah. That's ha- it. Haters gonna hate. Yeah. And that's what we're doing here. And that's it. <laughs> that's the explanation. And why do we both stay on this island? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's confusing, to say it's the least. very confusing. Yeah. Um... After the history lesson for the kids, Tammy eventually asks where the boy got the toy. That night, Klaus and Jesper, mostly Jesper, uh, delivers toys um, and struggles the whole time. Mm-hmm. Jesper, at the end of this movie, <laughs> what I learned is Jesper should be the one we're leaving cookies out for and yeah. singing songs about because he did all the work. You know what? It's going to be like that whole... Um, what is it? I don't remember. But we're going to be like, yeah, telling our kids that. Yeah, leave. we're going to make cookies for Jesper, okay? Yeah. So like, who? Jesper. Jesper. The man who leaves your presents underneath um, the tree? Jesper. Yeah. Jesper. You're like, you mean Santa? I'm like, no. no he's a figurehead. Yeah. Yeah. He's what? the he's the figurehead. The real person doing the work is Jesper. It's, it's Jesper. Yeah. <laughs> so we can still say Santa's workshop. Yes. Because that is it is his workshop. workshop. But the delivery is done by Jesper. Is done by Jesper. And he does the heavy I mean, lifting. I mean, Santa is there. Yes. But Jesper's doing all the hard work. He's yeah. doing the nitty-gritty. He's yeah. it's getting a group project, and the other person in your group does zero. Yeah. And you do everything else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um at morning, Jesper crawls home and he makes a line on his chart of how many letters have been sent and realizes that he still has a long way to go. Eventually, kids show up wanting to send their letters and he collects them until a Sami girl shows up speaking her native language, wanting to send a letter. But he pushes her aside because he doesn't understand her. That was very racist. It was. It was. <laughs> Can I ve- just say? It was very racist. This sweet little girl waited her I turn know. in line. She was so sweet. And was like, yeah, I want a gift. And he was like, I can't understand you. Move. Right. He shoves her out of the way with his door. And she's just looking at him like, you're going to help me, right? <laughs> she's like, okay, I'll come back tomorrow. Right. So you're you're busy. I see that. Yeah, yeah. I'll come by later. I'll come back. <laughs> Poor thing. And she's so cute. She's so cute. And she's <laughs> so sweet. Yeah. Um, a group near the back of the um, the kids tells him that they have no letters because they don't know how to write. And he goes to send them away too before getting an idea. Alva in her little 
fish shop school yeah um is getting ready for her day when she notices kids at the desks sitting among the fish yeah four things uh we then see klaus out collecting not klaus sorry jesper uh out collecting more letters when alva shows up angry that he has sent kids to her to learn from her and that she doesn't want to get involved in whatever he's doing because she's so close to getting out of town he then i say guilts her but basically says like you signed up to be a teacher so now it's your time to teach. Right, do your fucking job yeah yeah <laughs> he's like you wanted to teach i brought you students yeah i, I don't see what the problem is here yeah this is what you came here to do mm-hmm. i'm just helping you yeah in fact so you owe me yeah technically <laughs> um so he guilts her with that and of the future of the kids that she's neglecting when she hops away mogens is there and comments on their young love um back on his route he hears kids talking about how awesome klaus is saying that he can fit down the chimney even though he's so big how he'll stuff your uh hanging socks with toys and that he likes milk and cookies we then see a montage that shows that it is not actually klaus but jesper doing all of the work mm-hmm. another montage shows the kids waking Behind up every and- successful man there's a Jesper. There's a Jesper. <laughs> <laughs> Be the Jesper. Be the Jesper. Be the Jesper. <laughs> um, we then see kids waking up and playing with their new toys. At one point, Jesper ends up at the house of the kid who threw a snowball at him on his first day. And instead of leaving a present for him, places a piece of coal in his stocking. Ooh, which foreshadowing. For <laughs> foreshadowing. <laughs> The rumors keep spreading throughout the kids, and after a hard delivery one night, Jesper is annoyed with Klaus. And then when he goes to ask if he's all right, Jesper ignores him, saying that he can stop talking and just be the mythical, magical being that he is. And Klaus has no idea, because he hasn't heard the rumors. Yeah, because he lives in the middle of nowhere. In the middle of nowhere, which, good for him. (laughs) It's the dream. It's the goal. (laughs) It's the goal. Not in the middle of the forest, though. Like, yeah, I know. I don't want to be murdered. No, so, I want to. I want to be at least like twenty minutes from like a town. twenty minutes from a town. Yeah, that's yeah. that's nice. Yeah, far enough that like it's comfortable, but not that far I, enough that like I, if I needed help, I can't get it. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Alva is still running her fish shop despite the children seemingly coming every day to learn mm. from her mm-hmm. um and she gets annoyed and gives the kids instructions to write their vowels out to keep them out of her hair but because they don't have any supplies she makes a compromise that if she teaches them their name they'll get out i love how she's like write down your vows and they're like we don't know anything like we don't know letters right. like i don't know what you're talking about ma'am right like what's she's- a vow Right. What is that? I've, I've held a pen and like paper once in my lifetime. Yeah. And then I realized <laughs> I couldn't on? write. So I was like, <laughs> what do I do? What do I do? Um, but after seeing them become excited to write their names is inspired. And after consideration takes money from her stash. The next delivery 
uh, Jesper's house isn't strong enough. Oh, at the next delivery, sorry. Um, Jesper's carriage isn't strong enough to pull all of the presents because of the weight. And Klaus starts removing presents to lighten it up. Jesper freaks out and stops him with a pretense of saying that he doesn't want to let any of the kids down because he needs all of the letters that he can get. Uh, we then get a montage of Jesper trying and unsuccessfully uh, wrangle reindeer. Oops, sorry. They're shooting, they're shooting. Sorry. <laughs> um, and he unsuccessfully wrang wrangles some reindeer until Klaus puts some feed down and gets them hooked to the carriage. They get a lot of speed with the new reindeer and Klaus and Jesper are excited but by it, but then catch themselves showing emotion to one another. Men can't do that, Kelly. Yeah, no, of course not. This is men don't have Men don't have emotion. No, we don't have emotion. Y'all we, are just... We're just full of beer, football, and the undying, wavering feeling of patriotism. Like, that's it. <laughs> It's yesterday all over again. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to get into that. We're not. We're not. <laughs> but just we know... will sound insane. Yes. We can't talk about that. <laughs> but just know that basically everything he said, we were mocking yesterday. We were mocking yesterday, yes. Yeah, in public, by the in, way. Yes, out loud. Out loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, poor Leslie. Yeah. But... She's still our friend. So. She's, she's still there for us. Yeah, she's still there for us. So she's a Could it one. be because we know where she lives? Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Is it because of the threat that I've known her for so long? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then um, the next day, Jesper is getting letters from the kids when the mean kid shows up saying that he sent a letter and got coal instead of a present. And Jesper explains that only good kids get presents and that Klaus sees and knows everything mm -hmm. and that bad kids get put on the naughty list. It scares the kids enough that the kids start doing good deeds around the town to stay off the naughty list. We then get a montage of kids, both Crumb and Ellingbow, around town helping others and eventually it starts to spread to the adults. Alva even commits to teaching the kids in her class. Things get so good in town that Tammy and Axel get worried. The letters also keep coming in and Jasper keeps getting closer and closer to his goal. Alva keeps pulling money from her stash and things are getting seemingly better in the community. Like there's not a lot of fighting going on anymore. No. Um, Tammy and Axel both um, get the idea of sending the postman a message because they don't like the peace that is settling over the town. Mm -hmm. One night after deliveries, Jesper is telling Klaus about the improvements in town and Klaus tells him that a selfless act, a selfless act sparks another. Jesper doesn't believe him and thinks that people are only looking out for themselves and only looking to get ahead. When Klaus uh, goes to ask what he means, Tammy and Axel ambush at the same time, uncoordinated, by the way. Yeah, they just, like, hive mind. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and their ambush kind of fails. Yes. Because they, they don't really injure. Their ambush kind of, like... 
it kind of canceled each Canc- other out. Yeah, it cancels. Yeah. They cancel each other out. Yeah. I feel like if one but of them did it, it could have worked. It could have <laughs> worked, yeah. <laughs> but either way, Jesper and Klaus barely escape. Uh, the ranger then run off a cliff because they're scared, and they go flying through the town, and a kid sees it. They both crash to the ground, but survive. And the next day, that same kid shows up to the post office and tells everyone about the sleigh pulled by flying reindeer. Jesper tells Klaus about it later and he laughs, which Jesper is surprised to hear and makes fun of him for because he literally ho, ho, ho. Yeah, he laughs like Santa. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) As they pack um, for that night, Jesper notices that they that they have run out of toys and brings it up to Klaus. But he says, you know, after all of the toys are gone, that he's done. Um, that night, uh, the Sami, sorry, the Sami girl shows up to Jesper's shack. She has not given up, guys. No. <laughs> and he ignores her again. again. Yes, a child. A child, a cute, sweet child a child that's not even from this fucking island so she came here by herself by herself how by the way yeah because they have to cross a river or like part of the ocean to get to where she is yeah and he's just like he's just like eh not my problem yeah he's like you know what not today (laughs) tammy and axel then meet at the same time in the square and find that their people are getting along they're having brunch together (laughs) yes which the postman has caused and that they are joining together under a truce to get rid of him. I realized something during this scene. What? I I wrote it down. Um, I put, oh my gosh, Tammy is Debbie from Adam's Family Values. Yes. I was because like she hadn't spoken for like a long period of time before this. Yeah. And so while she was talking, I was like, she sounds familiar. And then she kept talking I was like, Debbie? Yeah. Debbie? Yeah, that's Our her. Black Widow Queen, Our Debbie? Black Widow Queen, Debbie. Love that for her. Good for you, Joan Cusack. Is that her name? Yeah, Cusack, yeah. Good for you. Good for her. Good for you. <laughs> we love her. <laughs> I love when she has a, a Malibu sec. Malibu Barbie. Barbie. <laughs> um... Uh, the truce shocks everybody because they've hated each other for no reason <laughs> for how many <laughs> generations, um, but they both agree. Jasper then shows up to Klaus's house and tries to convince him to make more presents in time for Christmas, but Klaus adamantly refuses. That night, Sami, sh- the Sami girl shows up again to Jasper and he tells her everything that is going wrong with him, that he feels like a nobody. I mean, same, but like, you don't see me <laughs> crying to children about it. Especially children that don't understand a word yeah. that I'm saying. And that I, ha- I have ignored continuously for the past, I don't know. Months? Month. <laughs> um, uh, he then takes the girl with him to see Alva. Alva and Jesper then work together to get her letter done. And we find that the little girl's name is Margu. And she thanks Jesper with a hug. So cute. Uh, That night, Jesper works on making her present. Um, And Klaus comes over in the middle of the night, which 
creepy Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and sees um, the sight and decides to help him. Together, they make Margu's present and bring it to her tent with Mogan's help. They stay to watch her open the gift and watch as she excitedly uses her new new wind sled. I called it a wind sled. Sure. Sure. Because I know they call it a sled, but I'm just like, like, it has like one of those like, it's the water sport with the parasail. No, it's not right. Is it? It's something like that. I think parasailing is the one where you're hooked up to the boat and you have a Yeah, I think that's yeah, I think that's what that is. Yeah, the other one. The other one. listening. Yeah. If you know the name, shout you know, it out now. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> you know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, you know what we're talking about. <laughs> um we then see Tammy and Axel find Jesper's letter chart in his post um office. How are people getting into his post office, by the way? probably doesn't have a lock yeah it seems like everyone just like barges into his post office it looks old so you could probably just open the door and just go straight in true um and they decide decide to to help him out back at klaus's um jesper is all excited about um margu and her sled and seeing his excitement klaus tells jesper about the joy of making toys and of his wife lydia how he made the house that he lives in and all of the toys that they delivered for the future family that they wanted to build. But illness took her before that dream could be real. Um, that night, Jesper thinks about what he's getting himself into with him and Klaus and the, the new feelings that he's feeling. Sorry. <laughs> the feelings that he's feeling. The feelings Got that it. he's feeling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know how you're hungry when you're hungry? It's just like that. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you know, when you want to eat when you're hungry or when you want to drink when you're thirsty. Just stuff like that. Stop. <laughs> um, and he ends up at the school, which has been upgraded marvelously. Um, and he's not convinced of his influence that Alva can clearly see. And he finds that she has used all of her like getaway money for the kids in the school. She then takes him to the Christmas market going on and she, see- and she shows him like the piece that ha- he has brought to the town with all the crumb and Ellingbow living together peacefully. Jesper and Alva with the help of uh, Margu and her tribe help Klaus make toys and me get yeah um, they just show up to his house one day yeah. and they're like we're moving in yeah <laughs> <laughs> he just gets a knock on the door he opens yeah. up his door like 10 of them show up with yeah. bags with they're bags. like we're here yeah and they like walk in and he's like excuse me whoa <laughs> <laughs> i did not order a sami tribe today sorry <laughs> i don't know what's going on um um they are there to help make toys Um, and get the sleigh ready and Klaus ready to deliver. We then get a montage of everything getting ready. And Jesper feels like he has finally found a place to belong, like him with Alva. Mm -hmm. And we see Christmas Eve come around. As everyone gets ready to deliver, Jesper's dad comes to bring him home, surprising him, saying that he has delivered 14,000 letters out of Smirinsburg and he is, and that is announced with the help of Tammy and Axel. 
I feel like Jesper should have been wary the second Tammy and Axel came out. I think his father should have been wary where he like almost double. No, he more than doubled the no, amount. More than double the amount. Yeah. To do in like a yeah. couple of months. I would have right. been very suspicious. I would have been like, that's weird. Right. Like my son who failed all postman training somehow sent more than double the amount I gave him in less than a year. Yeah. The math ain't mathin, bro. Math ain't mathin. What's going on? Right. Like, there are miracles, but that is... That's a lot more. Yeah. And since his dad didn't believe him in, believe in him anyway, how, why did he believe that? Who knows? Also, can I just say the amount of money that Tammy and Axel had to spend, or maybe not spend, to, like, get their letters sent out? No. Like, how do they do that? That's a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, it's a penny each, but he wasn't even at 6000 yet. But 14000 that would be a penny each. Shit. Math. Yeah. yeah. Who has the money? <laughs> right? Not me. Not, not I, me. sir. Nice, sir. And I'm not wasting it on that. No. Mm-mm. I don't care how much I want you out of my town. I'm not spending right. that much uh-uh. money. No, thank you. Do these people even have jobs? Right, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) Since they fight each other all day, does anybody have a job other than Alva, uh, Jesper, and Mogans? Yeah, they seem to be the only people who have jobs. Right. Because there's no, like, shops that we've seen. Anyway. Weird. Weird. Everyone has come out and overheard um, that he has convinced the children of the town to send letters and to Klaus. And Alva and Klaus are angry. And as he tries to explain everything, everyone leaves. And poor bruh, when I watched this for the first time, when Margu starts crying for Jesper, can I just say, like, I was really sad. <laughs> like, I was like, I was like, oh, no. Um, so Jesper gets into the uh, carriage with his dad. Um, and he's feeling a lot of remorse. And his dad can tell. And after having um, a talk about his time on Spierensburg, he allows Jesper to stay. Jesper then races to stop Tammy and Axel and find, um, oh, at Klaus's, by the way. And they have an angry mob there trying to destroy the toys for, that they're trying to deliver for, to the kids on Christmas. Um, Jesper starts um, a whole thing trying to save the toys, but he fails. However, Alva, who had already known um, about the plot of Tammy and Axel by the children, came up with a plan Yeah. <laughs> to switch out. <laughs> she was like, you complicated the plan. So. Yeah. Um, switched out the presents that were on the sleigh that got destroyed with fakes. Uh, yeah, because she learned from one of her students that yeah. all the parents were going to come out and do this. Um, yeah. I would love to be a teacher in a small town for like a couple of weeks just so I could get some of the tea. I know <laughs> I know those kids are spilling deep, long-seated yeah. history onto teachers in right. small towns. And if right. you are a teacher... And in a small town who is getting tea from children, feel free to email us. Right. I want the stories. 
change the names change the names i don't care i don't care i'm not going to who am i going to tell right but i'm here for the drama i'm here for the drama i'm here for the shock factor i want to hear it all i want to hear about (laughs) the affairs i want to hear about the money laundering (laughs) (laughs) i want to hear about the drug circles run by the pta moms yes (laughs) they're they're selling adderall i know it yes I know Chelsea's mom is doing it. Yes, I she know. She seems like the type of woman who would. It's always Chelsea's mom. <laughs> um, during the chase for the toys, by the way, I forgot to mention, Tammy and Axel's kids have fallen in love. Yeah. Weird. Which is very questionable. Yeah. It like takes two seconds. Two seconds. <laughs> Good for them, I guess. I mean, very cliche to say, but like love is love. So <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Feeling your feelings. Can't relate, but you know, to each Same. their own. <laughs> um, after that, Jesper and Klaus make up with one another and Jesper is redeemed. Smyrnsburg then becomes a very happy town with the family elders of the Crumb and the Ellingbows, Tammy and Axel, being forced to end the feud because their children want to get married. And they do. Mm-hmm. They're not happy about it. But They're they not happy it. about it. But it happens. They're like, we're family now. So yeah, I guess. I guess we can't kill each other anymore. Now they've become the We're typical, not Italian. Yeah, <laughs> they become the typical uh, um, family where you hate your in-laws. Yeah. <laughs> Which I hope you don't hate your in-laws. If you're married out there. Or I, do. I Who knows? Uh, yeah, I don't know your situation. Everyone you, has their own struggle. Right. If you like your in-laws, good for you. And if you don't, well, better without them. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jasper then marries Alva. And together that they together they have two children. And he and Klaus continue to deliver presents in Smearinsburg together. Um, for I found out more than 11 years. On their 12th year... Um, Klaus, who is now very old, follows the wind from earlier in the movie up to where um, the birdhouses are, and he kind of like this dude just disappears disappears into the sun. Um, and he is he pulled a Luke Skywalker. <laughs> yeah, he he just disappeared. <laughs> I was like, what in the where did what? He became one with the Christmas spirit. I was so confused. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, this is going to be so sad. He's just going to like fall out. But no, oh. he, I thought he was just going to like gently fall to the ground. And then what's his name? Jesper would come and find him. And you know then, how like, traumatizing that was? And be? then like bury him and like have like a nice little moment. But no, oh. they like pulled magic out of nowhere. <laughs> Out of nowhere, what do you mean? They brought magic in at the earlier in the movie. No, they did the wind, they, Kelly. Yes. The wind. Yes. That was not magic. Where's your child? It was a breeze, Kelly. Magic. It was not magic. They made it like obvious that it was magic. It was a breeze, Kelly. Go outside right now. It'll be the same thing. Just I'm colder. Going <laughs> um Every Christmas Eve after after that, um, we see uh, well, we see Jasper on Christmas Eve putting his kids to bed, 
Um, and Alva asks um, if he's going to wait up. And he says he is. So Jasper leaves cookies and milk out and he sits by the fireplace and he falls asleep, but eventually wakes up to see Klaus as a spirit continue to deliver toys to children around the world as Santa Claus or Santa Claus. And that's it. That's the end of the movie. Okay. Mm. They pulled they pulled magic out of nowhere. Literally, the entire rest of the movie was based in reality. And then all of a sudden they're like, magic. <laughs> well, he became one with the Christmas spirit. <laughs> with the Christmas, he is the Christmas spirit, Kelly. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna hit you with some movie facts. Okay. So the fictional town of Smearensburg was based on, you guessed it. Smearenburg. Yeah, it's a real place. I was yeah. like, that's a real place. An actual town that existed in Norway. Uh, it used to be a prosperous whaling post during the 17th century. Mm, whales. 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 Um, I hope I'm saying this woman's name correctly. Uh, Nita Margreth Laba. Girl, I don't know. It's, it, it, yeah, I'm like just go with that. Um, who voiced the Sami girl Morgu, uh, or Margu, sorry, uh, did not speak any English. So the director, Sergio Pablos, traveled all the way to uh, a town in Norway, Nate, called, I'm just going to say this very terribly, Tromso. I'm probably butchering that. It's T-R-O-M-S-O with the like slash through it. Sure. Sure. Where she lives and did her whole recording session through translation and like, you know, like mimicry, like, t- like kind of showing her what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, Netflix reported that the film was viewed by nearly 30 million in its first month on the platform. Oh, cool. Good for that. Good for them. This movie was in development for nearly 10 years. Okay animated okay yeah this is the first animated film from netflix to be not nominated for an academy award oh was it Mm -hmm. wait what year was this i think it was it's this year or last year because i don't know if it showed on your netflix but on my netflix when i looked up the movie it said academy award on the on the thumbnail oh okay it didn't say a year, but it was nominated. Let, let's see. For an Academy Award. Oops. Well, when I look it up, does it say Spanish film? Is, Spanish is film? this a, is this originally supposed to be in Spanish? Uh, I don't know. Okay. 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 Let's see. Um, ninety second Academy Award. So what year was that? Last year. Okay. Okay, which movie won? So it was 2020 Toy, then. Toy Story 4. Oh, not last year. Wait, yes, last year. Yeah. Yeah, Toy, it lost. Toy Story 4 came out last year? Yeah. That can't be right. No, yeah. it can't be right. I swear yeah. I watched it on a plane in 2019. How did it come out last year? No. I did. I watched it on a plane. Oh, no, you're right. It's 2019. 
I was like, there's no way this movie came out in 22. Okay. I think they released it on the um on Disney Plus on 2020. Okay. Instead of coming out on like DVD or something, they released it. Because I remember them making a huge deal out of Toy Story 4 last year. Okay, whatever. Which I still haven't seen, by the way. And you're not missing much. Okay. Okay, my last movie fact. Um, it took $40 million to make this movie, which is actually pretty cheap for an animated movie. Is it? That sounds like a lot. That's what they said. It sounds like a lot to me. It's, yeah, it does sound like a lot, but they said it's not, so. Okay, I gotta believe them. <laughs> yes, <laughs> whoever on the internet put that on the yeah. uh, um, IMDb uh, trivia part. <laughs> yeah, I We're have gonna no, trust you. Yeah, I'm just gonna, I have to trust you. I don't know. So, question of the episode. Okay. Do you think it's iconic? Okay, I didn't write anything because I was still struggling about whether or not I thought it was iconic. Um, you know what? I'm gonna give it a yes. Really? Yeah i I had a couple of days to think it over. Okay. I'm, I'll say yes. Other than that, like jarring magic at the end of the movie, <laughs> it was pretty good. Yeah, it's. A really I'll watch cute it movie. again. Yeah, I watched it. I watched it every year since it co- it's come out. Like it's my new favorite like Christmas movie. My mom I- and I love watching it. I mean, I love a Christmas movie. I do. Mm-hmm. The only ones I can't stand are the like claymation ones. Like that's it. I'm sorry, Kelly. I can't. I, I hate know. them. I like know. I just tried. Like before we started recording, I tried to watch Rudolph and Jack, not Jack Frost, Frosty or something. It's like holiday adventures, something, Mabobber. Don't tell me it's the one where they go to the the uh, um. The circus. I don't know, but it was terrible. Okay, because there is there is a Frosty and uh, a Rudolph movie where Frosty and his family go to like I don't remember. They have to help somebody, and like Rudolph is there to help them, but like something goes weird during like halfway through the movie, and then they end up at a circus, and then I think Frosty dies. I don't know what was happening. I and just then like a wizard it. comes out of nowhere. It's it's like I was on an acid trip when I watched it the first time. It was incredible in the yeah. bad way. Yeah. But I didn't yeah. know what was happening. I turned it off. So yeah. But yeah, I liked it. It was pretty good. I'll definitely watch it again before Christmas time is over. So yay. Iconic. Yeah. I, I also think it's iconic. I love this movie. It's super. It, I love the relationship between Klaus and Jasper. Yeah, it was pretty good. It's so cute. And then Alva is cute. And so is uh, Margu. Margu is adorable. Poor little Sami girl that got pushed away in the beginning. Yeah. But, she but got still, re- she persisted. She persisted, bro. She, she persisted. Never gave up. She good girl her. bossed her way to the top. She did. <laughs> yes, it. she did. She girl bossed it just, in, just close enough to the sun. Just close enough to the sun. And I'm so proud of her. We love her for that. <laughs> Okay, what are your recommendations for this week? Okay, my first one is the comedy special Nicole Byer, Big Beautiful Weirdo on Netflix. It was very (laughs) funny. I laughed so hard my back started hurting. It was amazing. (laughs) Okay. Um, She did a lot of comedy about like race and just being like uh, a bigger person. And I found them very funny. Mm-hmm. She straight up made fun of, I think, Pennsylvania for like a good 10 minutes. I loved it. 
she was like, why do they have metal detectors to go see the like Liberty Bell? And I was like, that's hilarious. Like uh, that, <laughs> like why? Did we go through metal detectors or myself? I don't remember going through metal detectors. Oh no, we, we did. We, we did? did. Yeah, they're right at the entrance. I remember it because, like, in some of the pictures that I took, I think you can see them in the background. What? They they afraid I'm a cap the bell. Like it's right. a bell. Right. It's already broken. Right. It's already cracked. I'm not gonna shoot it. Come on, guys. <laughs> That's ridiculous. But yeah, um, it was really funny. So, like, if you like comedy specials, watch it. I don't like most comedy specials because I think most men aren't actually as funny as they're perceived to be. Yeah. <laughs> so sorry. Like, yeah. I do not think Kevin Hart is funny. Me neither. Like, at all. I think really? he's loud. And people yeah. think loud people are funny. And so, yeah. Watch yeah. that. It was really good. And then my second recommendation, my Christmas recommendation Mm-hmm. Is Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays by NSYNC. Great song. I was about song. to say, I'm like, Bob. which which cover are you talking about, or who are you talking about here? There's only one. I'm. There was, there was there's only one. Okay. That's the only one I will ever approve. Okay, sounds good. We love that. So yeah, great song, little bop of a song. Very happy. The rest of the Christmas songs on that album are very sad and like slow. So listen to this. Listen (laughs) to this one. Yeah. What about you, Kelly? So my first recommendation is a song called Underground by Cody Fry. I recommended his um shoot, his other song. What is it called? Um Pure Symphony earlier this year. And now, and then he came up with another symphonic, beautiful song. Listen to it. It's great. Um, And my Christmas song that I am recommending you this week is It's Not Christmas Till You Come Home by Nora Jones. Yes, it is a slower song. Okay. Okay. Sue me. I like some slow Christmas songs, (laughs) but it's a good song. Some slow Christmas songs are good. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're looking for a little bit of variety, look up. It's not Christmas till you come home. Christmas isn't happy for everyone. It's not. And so, we acknowledge that. Yeah. And if Christmas is not your thing right now, we also see you. I'm so sorry you had a bad childhood. There is a direct correlation, Kelly. Don't look at me like that. There is a direct <laughs> correlation. All right. I'm Every to- single person who does not like Christmas had a bad childhood. <laughs> My study will be up soon. His TED Talk is going up on Netflix yeah, on January 16th. January 16th. Yeah. Be ready. Be ready. I go in depth. Yes. I had a huge sample size of the entire world. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> and having a bad childhood does not just mean that, like, your parents are, like, abusive or terrible yeah. or anything. Yeah. It could also mean that they, like, emotionally were distant. But Yeah, I'll, it can mean a bunch of things. It can mean a bunch of things. But, like, you'll see it. In my Netflix special. January 16th. January 16th. Be ready. Be ready. Be ready. Be there. Or be square. So thank you for listening. Thank you so much. Uh, Don't forget to follow us on our social media. We have a Twitter and Instagram. They're both at SYTYI podcasts. You can also follow us on YouTube and listen to old episodes. I put up uh, last holiday this week. It took all day 
You two be playing us, bro. It took forever to upload, but it's up there now. Check it out. <laughs> it's up there now. Next up is what was the episode after that? White Christmas. Yes. Yeah. Next up is White Christmas. Yay! Woo-hoo! Um. So yeah, check that out. Just look up. So you think you're iconic. Also, you can send us your movie request or your movie stories. Teachers in small towns, I want your stories. We're calling you out this week. Yes. At our email, sy2yipodcast at gmail.com. Just just make it just a cute little one paragraph. Mm-hmm. That's all I or need. Or if you've got more. If you have a multitude of stories, right. I like to read. Yeah. Go ahead. Right. I like to read. We need it. You have a break coming up. Right. And if you want to vent to somebody, we're anonymous. Yeah. Who are yeah. we going to tell? You're not going to get in trouble. I have no friends. Yeah. I'm talking to like the majority of them right now. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Just let us know. Um, also, this episode comes out. The 22nd. So Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh, This Friday, or technically Thursday, Spider-Man is coming out. Yes. So we are on Spider-Man lockdown. I went on Twitter. I muted everything Mm Spider-Man related. I'm ready. Yeah. We are not getting spoiled. Not at all. Because... I'm seeing mine Friday morning. First showing of the day Friday morning. I just got to make oh, it. Oh, you're seeing it Friday morning? Yes. Just got to make oh, it. Oh, I'm seeing it Thursday night. Boo. I won't say anything. You okay. have to text me. You have to tell me when you're done. I'm going to. um. Thursday night, I'm going to block you. Okay, cool. Okay. Cool, okay. cool, cool, cool. <laughs> and so, yeah. Can't wait. Also. Don't forget to uh, share us with your friends and your family. Mm-hmm. Subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all the other podcast places, because I can't ever remember them. There are too many. So many. But you know what you should do? You should go on Apple Podcasts and you should leave us a review. Yes, please. Yay. Christmas present from you to us this year. To us. Yes. Thank you. Since I can't get uh, my student loans taken care of, you could at the very least give us a five-star review. Yeah, it's the least. It's the least you can do. Byron, if you're listening. Yeah. I am once again asking. Yeah. I'm asking you and the FBI agent who is currently listening in on this recording to give us a five-star review. Thank you. Thank you. Also... FBI agent who is listening. Yeah. I believe I said your name was Ben. Um, I saw on LinkedIn that you were recruiting through. Oh, link- yeah. Through LinkedIn. Are you guys okay? Yeah. Are you guys having some troubles recruiting people? Right. Like LinkedIn? I, I did, right. Like I didn't know that y'all were hurting too with the, with the, um, with, with the, the great resignation record. yeah what, what's going on right you know you, you can email us too you know yeah. we know the email you know the email just yeah. let us know 
Blink, blink my camera light twice if you need help. Yeah. Uh, are they not paying you guys enough? Right. You can unionize. You could. I'm all for unions. Yes, unions are great. Just go ahead and do it. <laughs> you, you can thank me later. Yes. Um, you'll owe me a favor, though. You Cancel will owe me. Debt. You will owe me a favor. I might save it for something else. Okay. In case I get in like some major fair. trouble. That's fair. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Um, also, don't forget to wear your mask. Mm. COVID. COVID is. I mean, COVID was never gone, but like it's back, back. So protect. She yourself. came to visit for the holidays. Yeah, she's she's here, and she wants to stay a while. Yeah. She's she's that one that one relative that has nothing else going on in their lives and they want to stay longer than mm-hmm. you want them to stay. That's Miss yeah. COVID. That's Miss Omicron. She's here. She's queer. She's ready to party. Yeah. So be prepared. Uh, go get your booster shot. I have to get my family to go get their booster shots they're all being lazy so i'm mm-hmm. gonna i'm gonna do it i'm gonna make the appointments for everyone just like i did <laughs> merry christmas the first Here's time your appointment card <laughs> yeah oh my gosh i'm gonna put that into everyone's gifts <laughs> just a little I mean, note yeah i made you an appointment for the 13th yes at two o'clock <laughs> be there or else or else or else uh, yeah, uh, do all of that, wash your hands, and stay iconic. Stay iconic, y'all. Bye. Bye.